You're listening to the Life with Old Dogs podcast, and I'm your host, Dawn Mimnaw, primary caretaker of all of our wonderful senior German Shepherds right here at Woody's Place Senior German Shepherd Sanctuary. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to the third season of the Life with Old Dogs podcast. Um, this season, we are going to be discussing the 20 most common senior German Shepherd health issues. Um, and I'm happy to say that our blog post, the Life with Old Dogs blog post, is going to coincide with the podcast this season. So that's uh, that's fantastic <laughs> for me anyway. And for you, because uh, you can listen to the podcast if you'd like, or if listening to a podcast is not your thing, you can go right to the blog post and read about the health issues we will be discussing. So, um, all right, let me just let me just give you the outline here of uh, season three. So again, we're discussing the twenty most common issues, uh, health issues of the senior German Shepherd. And uh, that's a lot. That's that's a whole lot. Um, so what we're going to be doing this this first episode here, just giving you like the map of of how things are going to be laid out, um, letting you know we will have guest speakers this season, and uh, we are going to take a few of the common health issues for each episode and really uh, unpacking them and diving deep down into um, how, how the dogs, how the senior German Shepherds, um, why they're prone to these, these health issues, um, the ways that you could, you could prevent these health issues if, if, if at all possible, and what to do for your senior German Shepherd if, unfortunately, he ends up with one of these um, uh, top 20 common health issues. Um, and then if you are a subscriber, a member or a subscriber to our website, that's WPSGSS.org, you go to the main page, you go about halfway down under the events column on the left-hand side, you'll see a little postcard that says, sign me up for the newsletter. If you are a member or subscriber Okay, you fill out that postcard at the end of season number three in your email. We are going to send you a handy dandy ebook for you to either keep on file on your computer, it'll be in PDF format, or you can print it out and have it in your hands to read through, whichever, whichever you so choose, um, <clears throat> giving you all the information we cover during season three of the 20 most common health issues of a senior German Shepherd. It's like a little, like, uh, you know, go-to book for, okay, my dog now has hip dysplasia. What do I do? And you can go right to, to that PDF on your computer or print it out and have it right in your hand and have the information readily available for you. Um, on that note, I will say this. First of all, sign up, make sure you get it. And out of the 20 
most common health issues, we have dealt with 14, okay, 14 folks out of the 20 we personally have had either once, twice, or multiple times with resident senior German shepherds that have been here at the sanctuary. So um, not only are we talking to to different uh, medical professionals, um, different rescue colleagues um, who've had experiences with these these health issues and, um, you know, getting their insight on it, we have had firsthand experience ourselves, again, with 14 of the 20. So that's a lot. And we ha- we have a lot to to add to that um, that ebook for you. All right, let's get right down to it. So um, coming up with the, the list of 20 most common uh, health issues in senior German shepherds, um, the list is not, it's not in order of uh, the health issues we've had the most or, or the least, you know, troublesome health issues, if you will, to the biggest, like uh, cancer. It's not like that. We we just did alphabetical simply because it was um, easier for us and we thought it would be easier for our readers to follow along as well. So the list is, ready? Let's get to it. The first one is allergies. Uh, we've. <laughs> I feel like we've had more dogs with allergies than um, dogs that haven't had allergies. Uh, and one thing to keep in mind is, you know, by the time we're getting um, the senior German shepherds that come to our care, um, they've basically lived, they've lived a majority of their lives, obviously. Um, and who knows what they've been eating? A lot of the time it's garbage, not literally garbage, sometimes literally garbage if they've been homeless and strays and come to us, you know, in that sense. But, uh, you know... Their previous owners didn't research diet and they were fine with giving them something like old Roy or, um, you know, pedigree. And I'm sorry, if you feed your dog that, that's totally on you. But I'm just I'm just telling you right here now because I'm not sugarcoating it. They are not good foods to be feeding your dog. They're just not. It would be akin to you opening a box of Fruity Pebbles and eating it every day, twice a day, your entire life. Obviously, you're not going to be doing too well and you're going to have lots of health issues. So it's the same thing, same thing. Um, so allergies, a lot of lot of the time, they stem from food that the dogs are eating. Uh, most people jump right to a grain source. And um, yeah, I mean, it could be grain, who knows? But oftentimes it's actually a protein source that they're, they're allergic to. Um, so that needs to be investigated a little bit further. Um, it could also be allergies, could also be environmental. Um, and you need to, to figure that out and alleviate the allergies when possible from the dog's environment. Um, and other times it could even be from parasites they have, like like fleas. Uh, they could be allergic to the flea dermatitis. So allergies is number one. Number two, arthritis, osteoarthritis. Oh, geez. Again, more often times than not, the senior German shepherds in our care have arthritis, and not just a little, but a lot. Um, poor Champ, for instance, was. 100% loaded with arthritis. I mean, we had him x-rayed and that poor boy was nothing but 
a big furry ball of arthritis. And how how unpleasant for those of you who don't have arthritis, you you really can't comprehend, um, you know, what that's like for for us who do have arthritis. My I do. My husband does. Um, you you totally get it, <laughs> and how how um, unpleasant that could uh, make your life. I mean, it really takes away from the quality of your life if you have arthritis and you're not being proactive to um, keep it keep it at bay as much as possible. So, number one, allergies. Number two, arthritis. Number three is bloat or gastric dilation volvulus with. Um, excuse me, um, with the, the twist. So there is a difference between a dog bloating, that's when their belly fills up with air, and a GDV, so gastric dilation volvulus. Okay, that is when the stomach fills up with air and then it twists, trapping the air inside. Um, and then <laughs> that's a life or death situation. We've had that several times. And uh, I'll tell you what, um, it is scary as all get out. It happens extremely quick and it is 100% fatal. Um, so you really, really have to be on the lookout for um, for bloat or GDV and make sure that you're doing um, what you can to prevent your dog from bloating in the first place. And uh, if it does happen, you need to get your dog to the uh, veterinarian hospital ASAP. Time is of the essence. I can't stress that enough. Um, You cannot wait. You cannot wait. Okay. So again, and I could I could really get into this now. I could really get into every single one of these now, but I I'm I'm just going through the list and adding just a little little um, brief description of what each one is. So, uh, recap: one allergies, two arthritis, three bloat or gastric dilation volvulus, uh, four is cancer. We we've had our fair share of cancer. Unfortunately, cancer is just all too common in senior German shepherds. Um, I forget what it is. I'll, and I'll have the information when we do the uh, podcasts and blog posts specifically for cancer. But I believe it's one in every four um, older dogs will get cancer of some sort. And, and then, And then shockingly enough, I believe it's 50% of dogs over 10 will um, develop cancer uh, once in their their lifetime, so that's that's really that's really a, a cold hard fact right there. And um, I have a lot to say about cancer and my thoughts on why the canine cancer rate um, has skyrocketed, skyrocketed. Let that sink in um, in the last couple of decades. And uh, if you read our blog post, you'll see I have a few tips on there that I just couldn't resist <laughs> um, to try to um, make it so your dog is not one in the four that gets cancer. So make sure you read the blog post this week. Number five is cataracts. Uh, we have not had to deal with cataracts, but that is a, a top 20 health issue for senior uh, German Shepherds. 
Um, number six, degenerative myelopathy. Uh, wow. Yeah. D- DM, that is an autoimmune disease that um, ex- it affects the myelin sheath of um, the nerves running along the spine of the senior German Shepherd. German Shepherds are not the only dog prone to degenerative myelopathy. So basically, when the brain sends the message down the nerves um, through the body to move the back end, the message slips out of the nerve because the myelin sheath is being... It's being um, eaten away, basically, by um, by the body. It's an autoimmune disease, uh, and so then it causes paralysis in the the back end, and then the paralysis moves up the body to the front end, and then eventually uh, the dog will go into respiratory failure and die. And it's 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 a horrible, horrible disease. Um, it's very much like ALS in people, where you know the, the dog. The dog's brain is is they're completely cognitive. They understand that they're not able to use their their body, and they're you know like a prisoner in their body that just won't work. Um, and it's it's a it's a very very sad situation. So we're going to have a lot to say about that one. De- degenerate, oh boy, degenerative myelopathy. Okay, next up is degenerative disc disease. Um, so th- this is interesting because sometimes degenerative disc disease can present itself like degenerative myelopathy, but it, it's not the same. This is why it's so important if your dog is having rear end mobility issues to have um, to have diagnostic imaging done. Get 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 an X ray, get a get a CAT scan or MRI, something to see. Um, what is going on? Because uh, it it might not be degenerative myelopathy. It may be something like degenerative disc disease, um, a, a slip disc, a herniated disc. Um, and, and, you know, some people think, well, my dog didn't have any sort of um, traumatic event, like a fall or a jump or whatever. And, and you know, and then I would have known if that, if that was the case, I would have known that uh, something could have been wrong with, um, you know, the discs in his back. Um, it's not always caused by a, tra- a traumatic event, um, degenerative disc disease, that is. So, I mean, it, it certainly could happen suddenly, like a rupture or a herniated disc, but it doesn't always happen that way. So, again, it's very important if your dog has rear-end mobility issues to get diagnostic imaging done to rule out things like degenerative myelopathy um, and then to treat them for, for the appropriate health issue. Uh, we did have one dog in our care that had degenerative disc disease, and that was um, Heidi. And, and uh, honest to God, she presented like she had degenerative myelopathy. So, um, all right. Number eight, dementia, canine dementia. I mean, I can, I can see the look on some people's faces now. Is that really a thing? Can dogs get dementia? Absolutely, 100%. Yes, they can. And we have experienced de- uh, canine dementia one time here at the sanctuary. And that was with our very sweet little Miss Roxy Bell. 
And she came to us from South Carolina at the ripe old age of 14. Um, And she went on to live to be 17 years old. Uh, But the last year of her life was, was definitely rough with her being disoriented and confused and uh, not not understanding a whole lot that was going on around her. So we will have quite a bit to say about that. Um, number nine, dental issues. You know, this is so, so overlooked. <laughs> uh, but think about it. If you have a tooth that has a large cavity in it or you need a tooth that's rotted out completely and you need it pulled. I mean, how miserable is that going to make your life? Now, imagine you're a dog and you have a bunch of teeth and a bunch of your teeth are rotted out, chipped, you know, infected and and all of that. And you can't open your mouth and say, I hurt so bad and this is making me sick, literally making me sick to my stomach and causing me nausea. Um, in addition to pain. I, I mean, I, I just can't even imagine, you know, we, we've we had some dogs come here and they've had to have teeth pulled out almost immediately um, because their teeth were so bad uh, before they got here that they were, they were skinny as a rail because they couldn't eat. They were drooling. They were sick. They were just straight up sick because this mouthful of rotten teeth was making them that way. So, Definitely an overlooked health issue is dental issues. Um, Number 10, we haven't had this one here at the sanctuary, diabetes. Uh, But we will be discussing that um, in, in a later podcast episode and blog post. Number 11 is elbow dysplasia. So we've had this a few times. In fact, our sweet little Miss Brandy has that right now, and she gets massages. (laughs) She gets massages for her elbow dysplasia and uh, CBD oil, and she also gets carprofen and gabapentin to help her along with that. Um, Epilepsy is number 12. Uh, We really haven't had issues with epilepsy here, but we will be touching base on that. Number 13 uh, is epi, exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. Uh, we have not had that, but one of our friends um, who, uh, who we talk with, her dog has that. So we are actually going to be discussing that in one of the episodes as well. Uh, for you who don't know what exocrine pancreatic insufficiency is, or the short short term is epi, um, it is the dog's inability to produce a sufficient amount of pancreatic enzymes um, to digest fats, uh, carbohydrates, and proteins, which of course leads to uh, poor absorption of nutrients. Um, in the dog, and then the dog loses weight and basically starves to death. Uh, so if you have a dog that's that's really emaciated, you need to get it figured out uh, quick because it could be epi, and again, the, the dog could starve to death. Um, 14 is hip dysplasia. Uh, so little fun fact about hip dysplasia. And of course, it's not fun for the dog. There's absolutely no 
No doubt about that. But um, so some issues, some health issues, of course, are environmental, some are lifestyle, uh, but some are congenital. And hip dysplasia is a congenital defect. Um, it is because very early in the German Shepherd breed history, uh, German Shepherds were being inbred. And hip dysplasia is a unfortunate result of that inbreeding that um, still takes place very, or persists, I should say, uh, very much today in the dogs we have today. So um, hip dysplasia is, oh, sorry there. <laughs> I had to stop for a second. My phone rang. <laughs> All right. Um, so what what is hip dysplasia? Um, hip dysplasia is a deformity of the hip that uh, happens as the German Shepherd, or, or any dog for that matter, is growing. Um, and what happens is the um, hip joint, w- which consists of a ball and socket joint, uh, they don't grow at equal rates, and, and, and that results in hip dysplasia, which is very painful for our senior German Shepherds. Okay, that brings us to number 15. Um, wow, 15 is exactly what Champ just passed away from, and my own personal German Shepherd, Levi Jane, passed away from this back in January 2017, um, kidney disease. Now, there's two kinds of kidney disease. There's acute kidney disease, and there's chronic kidney disease. Acute kidney disease would be when a dog licks antifreeze, and that that would cause acute kidney disease. It comes on quickly, and it is fatal, but it can be addressed. Chronic kidney disease is basically when the kidneys have outlived the senior German shepherd. Um, Technically, the kidneys can no longer perform um, their function efficiently. And uh, like CHAMP, this usually takes place over um, many weeks, uh, months, uh, but very rarely years. Um, So I I just want to stress this. Acute kidney failure most likely can be reversed and treated um, if it's caught early enough. Chronic kidney failure it, it can be managed and and it is managed for a little while but inevitably the dog uh, will succumb to that if if um, it doesn't succumb to something else first all right number 16 is mega esophagus I mean that sounds like a dinosaur or something doesn't it mega esophagus well I can assure you it's um, the health issue is just as scary as what I would think a dinosaur would be for the uh, for the for the dog owners to have to endure a health issue like that. Um, so, mega esophagus. Bas- basically, what happens is um, the esophagus, the tube, uh, that carries food and water uh, between the mouth and the stomach. It, it basically um, 
it's large. It's it's basically open or dilated and loses um, its ability to move the food or water uh, from the mouth into into the stomach. So it's important to um, make sure that a dog with mega esophagus is in a, it, it has to be in a, a, a certain position during feeding time to help the food grow down or go down um, into the stomach uh, appropriately without, you know, you shouldn't have the dog's head down, basically. It shouldn't be in a head down position uh, like they, they typically are when they eat their food. So um, there is a device and, you know, I've seen, I've seen um, photos of dogs sitting in this device. It's called a Bailey chair, B-A-I l-e-y chair and it looks like a high chair basically or like a box that the dog walks into sits in upright like like they're they're you know sitting on their back legs uh with their you know paws up begging and then they sit there and they eat um and then they have to stay there for like 15 minutes 15 20 minutes 30 minutes afterwards um to uh help the food go down. And I've seen pictures on social media of dogs sitting in a Bailey chair and people who have no clue what it's all about there. I don't want to say they're poking fun. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, I was sitting next to my cat and I sucked in a cat hair while I was talking. Uh, but yeah, they're kind of like they're, they're making light of it because they have no idea what actually is happening with that dog and why they're sitting in that chair. And okay, it might look cute like they're sitting in a high chair or whatever, but um, there is a very real purpose for a Bailey chair. And um, that dog in that Bailey chair needs to be in there in order to have their food grow to, go down properly without choking on it or or worse. Uh, but again, we'll we'll dive deeper down into the mega esophagus um, um, rabbit trail in a future episode. All right, number seventeen, pancreatitis. Oh yeah, we've we've dealt with this numerous times, and uh, pancreatitis, and um, and also uh, hemorrhagic gastroenteritis. Uh, Fun, fun, fun. Uh, pancreatitis is an inflammation of the pancreas. And like kidney disease, it could be acute or chronic. Uh, we have dealt with a, acute pancreatitis. Um, and that could be, it could be either a, a mild case or severe and severe is, I mentioned it earlier, HGE. It's the hemorrhagic gastroenteritis, which is super, super scary and could also be life-threatening. Now, the cause of pancreatitis um, isn't exactly known, but um, there are things that, that have been known to uh, be linked to it, such as a, a fatty meal, um, like, you know, dog uh, getting too much sausage, <laughs> you know, when, when really they shouldn't be having it, um, or too many hot dogs or something along those lines. Um, also, uh, steroids um, have been known to cause uh, pancreatitis. Um, and sometimes it could just happen uh, spontaneously. And that is exactly what we've had here at the sanctuary. 
Uh, and each time the pancreatitis, well, I shouldn't say each time, but um, several times the pancreatitis has turned into HGE. Uh, and we've had to go to the vet and get some metronidazole and get their bellies cleaned up and, um, and, and move on. Uh, and I will say this, um, instead of saving this for the episode with uh, pancreatitis, um, each time we've had pancreatitis and HGE, it has been in the very uh, beginning of spring. So early, early spring, uh, just as all the snow around here starts melting and the ground starts to thaw out. And we are not the only organization that has dogs that has had that happen here in the Northeast. So I don't know. I don't know if there's something in the ground that that starts coming back to life or what, and then the dogs eat it, and then they end up getting um, pancreatitis in the early spring. But it's a mystery. And uh, possibly another reason to look into moving to Wyoming. <laughs> All right. Number 18 is Panis. Uh, this is another health issue that we have dealt with here at the sanctuary. So Panis is an autoimmune disease, and it affects the eyes of of the senior German Shepherd. And basically what it is, is it is a weird, thick, brown, cholesterol-like substance that builds up on the lens of the dog's eye. Uh, and then it causes scarring. So it definitely can impede their ability to see if not treated. Um, and, and the treatment's easy. It's really easy. It's just a couple of drops um, every day. And then, you know, it keeps that brown cholesterol-like substance at bay. So uh, Woody had that. Woody had that. And I, re- I remember looking at a shelter picture when I first saw him back in 2007. I was like, what is, what is up with his eyes? His eyes look weird because... I didn't know what it was at, at back then, but what I was looking at was um, I couldn't see the whites of his eyes at all because they were just brown. They were just, you know, covered with that that thick cholesterol-like substance. So, uh, panis. All right, that was number 18. Number 19 is perianal fistula, and thank God, knock wood, I'm knocking on my head here, uh, we have not had to deal with that, and I feel horrible for people who do because it just seems like such a uh, uh, such an undertaking trying to figure out the proper um, proper diet for the senior German shepherds so that um, they can go on and live with quality of life without perianal fistula ruining ruining things for them. Uh, for those of you who don't know what perianal fistula is, um, the reason it occurs, it's, it's not fully known why it happens, and it does happen quite often in German shepherds. Uh, but basically, um, the sweat and oil glands around the dog's anus uh, become very, very irritated um, and and then infected and abscessed and open and drain and and the dog's cranky and it smells and it's messy uh, and there's a lot of bacteria and it's just super super unpleasant for both the dog and the dog owner and if the situation gets too bad it it could require surgical treatment. Um, 
and like I said, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely tricky for dog owners to figure out um, the proper diet, uh, proper medication um, to to uh, prevent the perianal fistula um, to keep happening. And and you know what? It it very well could keep happening because some even say it's it's because of uh, German Shepherd's tails, how heavy they are, and how they cover the anus and. You know, air is not able to get in there uh, like a, let's say, like a, a Doberman or a Roddy. Uh, but we'll talk more about that in the upcoming episode uh, when we cover perianal fistula. All right, last one. This is number 20, and, and we've had this a few times too. Um, thyroid issues. <laughs> and it, it may seem like, yeah, what's the big deal about that? But Again, if if you have thyroid issues, if you are a human with thyroid issue, like me personally, I've I was diagnosed with Hashimoto syndrome back in two thousand six, and let me tell you, it's it's like a roller coaster ride. So thyroid issues are tough. I mean, they they pretty much thyroid pretty much regulates our bodies, and it's the same with the dogs. And if if it's if your the thyroid's off, well then you're off. Um, you know, so you can have like savvy. We have savvy right now with a thyroid issue. And when she came here, she was missing hair on her body. Uh, the nose, her nose looked kind of strange. The, you know, it was like kind of pink and splotchy instead of black. It still is pink and splotchy, but more so than um, she was, she was fat. <laughs> she was definitely overweight and needed to lose weight. And uh, that was because she had an underactive thyroid that had gone undiagnosed. Um, so fortunately, we, we have that straightened out for her. I'm happy to say she's lost about 10, maybe 8, 10 pounds. She looks fantastic. Her coat looks wonderful. Um, it, was, it was really coarse before, too. Now it's, it's definitely softer and filled in, and, and it looks nice. So um, number 20 is thyroid issue. All right. That was a lot to cover. And uh, I apologize, you know, I, I coughed there once. I Again, I have my little Miss Mittens next to me. She's my little Maine Coon rescue kitty. And um, sometimes her little wispy hairs, <laughs> they get on my face and I'm actually allergic to cats. So, um, <clears throat> all right. So I am looking very much forward to this, this season coming up um, and diving in deeper into each one of these health issues. And again, just a reminder, if you are not a subscriber or a member to our website, please go to wpsgss.org, go about halfway down the main page under the events there's a little postcard that says, join our mailing list, fill in your name, fill in your email address and submit that baby. And then you are going to get, you're going to get all kinds of things. Um, you're going to get all sorts of informative posts, uh, blog posts and podcasts first before everybody else does. Um, you'll get special discounts in our shepherd shop. You'll find out about new products before everybody else does. And you're going to get freebies like our ebook. Uh, for the whole uh, health issue coverage of season three. All right. All right, folks, that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. And next week, uh, what are we covering next week? Um, forget what we're covering. Let me see. Okay, I just had to, dub to double check. So we are doing the first four 
of the 20 health issues listed. We're covering them next week. So episode two, season three, we're covering allergies, arthritis, bloat, and cancer. All right, so be sure to tune in. And until then, be well. Thank you.